Welcome to the Noisy Pixels Podcast, a show about audio, video, lighting, and everything in between. I'm your host, Jonathan Perez. Joining me today is a very good friend of mine, Caleb Jimenez. Let's get into it. Yo, so, I don't know, this is something we can probably talk about, but did you see the rumors this morning? No. rumors? No. 6,700. Oh, okay. Not the not what we want, but well, I heard a rumor last week about the A seven three or A seven S three. Too many letters. They're <laughs> apparently making the screen higher resolution, and that's what they're waiting for, or something like that. I don't know. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I guess I mean that would be cool, but yeah, I'm gonna use my small HD focus anyways. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but well, it's supposed it's supposed to give us that 4K 60 in crop. In crop on the, 60, on the mm-hmm. 67. Yeah. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. So. That would that would put that in line with the Panasonic GH5. Right. That makes sense. And they're supposed to update. It's basically the GH5. Yeah, yeah. It's still a a bigger sensor. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. The APS-C is bigger than the Micro Four Thirds. But the thing about it was that it doesn't have 10-bit color. Yeah, which I don't know why Sony didn't do that. Because they hate us, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyways, here we are. All right. Uh, I'm pretty much going to leave that part in. I'm not going to lie. All right. Well, <laughs> it could be really informal. <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, I'm Caleb Jimenez. I am uh, with my wife, one of the um, videographers for KEJ Productions, which was mostly supposed to be weddings. Uh, filming weddings and doing stuff like that, but uh, it's turned into a lot more than that. And here we are. Um, I am a uh, audio engineer by trade, and then turned videographer for money. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the pay is right now. Yeah, yeah. I was on a gig a few weeks ago, and this guy asked me. I was doing video stuff, and he goes, "Hey, man." Um, yeah, I want to start doing more mixing for, you know, big bands and whatnot. You know, what do you think I should do? And I said, get into video. Like, that's where it's at. There's plenty of audio guys out there. And they all walk around with their waves, dongles. Yeah. Uh, but there's just not that many video guys out there. Production or post-production or anything. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I was doing it. I've been an engineer for 10 years now and I still love it like I mm-hmm. still like doing audio it's just um I found a new new uh love for telling people stories yeah. so that's it's it's fun it's different and it's exciting and hard and you know uh where you can get into a comfort zone in something that you know very well yeah um or that you think you know very well I think that's one of the, like the the cool things about creative people in general is that we tend to I don't want to say get bored, but we we like to be challenged. 
to do yeah. new things and to kind of go a different way sometimes and and maybe do something out of our comfort zone knowing you know the benefit of it maybe it's something that's you know that either looks cool or has a good um that fits or sits well with people or makes people happier or whatever i think it's really cool yeah yeah um i think it's funny like here recently we've been i don't know if you know much about uh indian grams have you heard about this new yeah thing so yeah um, that's like that's the personality thing yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so everybody has their own, like, number, and yeah. you kind of bend towards another. And I'm a seven, which is, uh, like, I like to get my hands on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Go figure, audio, video, <laughs> whatever. Um, and, uh, like, I'm not, I, I like to try to be as great as, or sevens in general, try to be as great as uh, many things as possible. Mm -hmm. Um and never really focus in on one thing. Yeah. And I feel like if I could focus in on one thing, I'd probably um, try to be a little bit more <laughs> aggressive about learning one more thing um, better, the best that I could. Yeah. And then Elaine, on the other hand, is a one, and they're like, whew, like perfectionists, like everything has to have meaning. And so whenever <laughs> we get into these edits, like it's very, interesting how we work as a team because mm -hmm. uh, we've been working together for like 10 years now not in audio and video um so it's interesting to see how like her creativity comes out within structure and then how her, her structured creativity like changes my you know rainbows and butterflies and like yeah, yeah. everything that i do because i'm so all over the place sometimes but i get stuff done it's just it's very interesting yeah that makes so. sense um what's funny is i haven't done that test yet but i've done like the 16 personalities thing yeah and it gives me the intp um logician thing or yeah that's how you say that right i think so logician maybe that's how you say it anyway um and it, it says like it has a, a an unquenchable thirst for knowledge yeah, which I think is is very descriptive of a creative person. We're always trying to find out what's the coolest thing, what's the newest thing. Hey, if I'm going to go and learn color correction, I want to know everything about it. You okay. know, does it have to? You know, why is why is ten bit better than eight bit or whatever mm -hmm. and things like that? And it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it is interesting for sure. Um, so there's this guy, this band, uh, Sleeping at Last. Um, he's Ryan something he's doing this whole Enneagram thing mm -hmm. where he creates songs for each number. <laughs> and at this point it's up to, uh, he's at number six of nine and it's really cool how he's doing this kind of stuff. Like he's taking these songs or he's creating these songs. And before he creates these songs, he's talking with this guy who's like a genius within the Enneagram apparently. I don't know. He knows everything about it, but he goes and he um, he creates these songs for each particular person. So like I always go back to number three because it's really interesting how he built the whole song. But like in the song, he uh, he like he knows everything about a number three and being how structured they are. Mm -hmm. And so like he set the click track to like uh, or to a specific like um, tempo 
that suits a number three. Wow. The the song's three minutes and thirty three seconds. <laughs> all of the musicians that played on the track are number threes. Like and so he does that for all these songs and it's very interesting huh. uh, how he how he creates these. And Elaine being a one, whenever she heard the, the first track she was like she freaked out because it was like singing to her you know <laughs> like it's pretty interesting so I'm anxious for uh, number seven it's gonna interesting. be good interesting interesting that's cool yeah you gotta check it out it's, yeah it's called the Atlas Project mm-hmm. it's on Spotify he just released number six but I've been jamming them that's really cool. nice I'm gonna put that in the show notes I'm looking it up right now that's cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to take that test. I've I've heard it in like multiple podcasts or like the, I've even heard it in a sermon that I was listening to the other day. Um, but I need to I need to try that. It's cool because once you start to know like what people's pers or not personalities or their enneagram number, like mm-hmm. you kind of kind of know why they are and who they yeah. are and how you're supposed to work with them well. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, even with that sixteen personalities thing, like I had my, I had all the guys in the office take it, um, and then I had my my wife take it as well, and it'll send you emails that like describe um, what may be conflicts with the other personalities and how to resolve them better and how to deal with them better. You know, there's things like the other day I got one and it was about um, lack of wanting to be close to family. And it was kind of funny. It was very descriptive of myself, like as far as like, you know, my my siblings or you know my my aunts and uncles and things. And it's not that I want to be distant from them, but like things like um, not wanting to be with them all the time, kind of thing, and being okay with that, you know, kind of living my own life thing and still still loving them and appreciating them. But how to like, hey, turn that around because they don't feel that they feel rejected and whatnot. Um, because of my personality. So it just kind of made me think about things a little differently. Yeah. It's funny. I've been towards that same kind of thing where I was joking with my mom the other day and I told her, all right. Uh, It was like a couple of days before the new month. And I was like, hey, um, just get ready for my call on the first so I can, you know, knock it off my list, you know, (laughs) and get my... (laughs) Yep. And she thinks it's she thinks it's funny, but yeah. you know I have to be very intentional now, especially with our parents getting older, and yeah. like to just be more intentional about calling them and texting them. And yeah, the day after get, I got that email, we went and saw my grandparents in Ocala. Nice. Like I was like, hey, I've been saying it all summer. I need to get up and actually do it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Look at you. You're doing stuff. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm interrupting the interview uh, for a quick break uh, just to thank you for listening. If you're interested in sponsoring uh, one of our episodes, you can email me at jperez at noisypixels.com. Now back to the show. Anyway, so what's new in uh, gear land? Well, yeah, we got that. 6700 which is pretty rad um it looks cool at least on paper nice but you know it's it claims no overheating which is a huge Hmm. thing for sony yeah um if they fix the overheating thing like they fix the battery issue in the a7-3s and the a7-r3 i think it'll be cool yeah they did a great job with that battery yeah it's um 
I mean, it's funny because they 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 kind of compared it or they're quoting it as like a, a mini Sony A9, hmm. which I was thought was very um, yeah. uh, extreme. Like, because yeah. we know the A7 A, A9 is like a banger. It's it's a solid camera, but you know, so yeah. is the A7R3 and the rest of the Sony line. I feel like is is pretty awesome like i had the 6300 for a long time and i had no complaints except that it would overheat yeah um but now i have my a7 III and the world is round <laughs> so um you know what's funny is i'm now on the sony rumor site and i scrolled down and like one of the headlines is um that the a7 III is now in stock at bnh and adorama and I find that funny because I I just walked into our local photography shop here, Colonial Photo and Hobby, and just picked up the A7 III one day. Um, and they just happened to have it. They have it, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I feel like I ordered mine right before, like, the big rush. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't long ago, like, but it was, uh, um, it didn't take too long to get to me. <clears throat> I've actually had really good luck with gear shipping to me yeah. in an appropriate time for my needs here recently. That's cool. So, do you mostly order off of B&H? Yeah, I try to. Um, just the free shipping and whatnot, and I don't have to leave the office kind of thing. Um, especially if I don't need it. Yeah. Um, it tends to be pretty quick. If I need something quickly, I will definitely go to Colonial. I'll call Colonial Photo and Hobby first before I drive all the way over there. But yeah, yeah, those guys crack me up. Yeah, um, I rarely use Amazon, believe it or not. Huh? I I like the other day when I sent you that text. Um, those SD cards were on sale at B and H, and I just I just wanted to check. I just checked Amazon just to compare. And it was way more expensive. And that's just their regular price. And I'm like, okay, I'm definitely gonna buy it from B and H and actually they were still they were back ordered at B and H, but I'm I'm supposed to get it today. So I checked yesterday and it's supposed to it's shipped out Tuesday and it should be here today. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of on a uh, I don't wanna spend any more money anymore. Nice. I uh so I just bought a the new that tilted cage yeah I sent you some photos of and i'm really stoked but it's all smoke and mirrors man it's just that yeah you know we were talking about um how where well, i was talking to you i think too just thinking about buying a bigger production camera mm -hmm. um for whenever i do all of our corporate stuff and i was kind of concerned that our rigs weren't like big enough you know yeah. to to show up on a major corporate gig and that people would judge us and this is all internal stuff yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they probably don't care and it's like i know what i can get out of my cameras mm -hmm. and it's gonna be you know quality so we bought that tilta cage in lieu of a uh, a bigger production camera because it's way cheaper yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so we got this 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 setup and i i just got it in yesterday and it, Elaine came in. She's like, "Okay, yeah." Because if you're looking at like you're looking at the map box it's of it, intimidating. Like, wow, yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, and you're like, "Is that a red behind there?" Exactly. Or is that a, you know, like, and so you have no clue. But then you you do some investigation, and 
little Sony camera back there. Yeah. It's kind of cool what it does. Like, when I put that cage on the A7S II, like, and then just slap the monitor on that thing, it just, it just changes the whole look of that thing. Yeah. It's crazy. For sure. Yeah. Well, and it's cool, too, with, like, uh, especially with those 15 millimeter rods, mm -hmm. like, if I can grab underneath it, but still have able to get the focus, and, like, I was messing with it, and it just felt good. I put it against my chest, and I was able to get some, like, you know, some pretty steady shots just handheld, which was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Granted, I had the a7 III on there, and yeah. its stabilization's banging, and then yeah. I had 24 to 105, which has stabilization on it. Nice. Um, this is a Canon, not the Sony. Yeah, yeah. But I did get to mess with the Sony, like, two days ago, uh, 24 to 105, and it's, it's nice, man. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, man, I'm, now that I have the second camera, I'm trying to figure out, like, what lenses to add to the arsenal. Like, I sent you that thing, that shoot that I did last, last week with the mm -hmm. slider, and, um, I had on the slider, I actually had the 70 to 200, uh, two yeah. eight the the um the sigma that sigma. I have, mm -hmm. and then the um the main camera was on that Rokinon fifty, one point four. Um, I should have shot with shallower depth of field, but I was afraid of not keeping focus. And what I did was I activated the the autofocus on the A seven three, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the lighting that I had behind there, I had those park hands and the, those LED strips and all that. Yeah. I don't know if it was that, but it was not locking onto her at all. Ah, that's embarrassing. And I couldn't figure it out, so I turned it off, went to manual focus, and then I'm worried about her, you know, moving in and out of the, you know. Right. So I'm like, all right, manual focus. I stopped it up to like, I want to say like three five or something. Yeah. And I wish I would have kept that depth of field there. You know, it's funny is that I. I get nervous in those moments too with, uh, especially in an interview segment where you don't want to screw it up, yeah. especially if it's your main cam. Exactly. Like, um, but I want to start really using the, uh, the phase recognition, um, to be able to, um, just lock on people's like using that photo function and, yeah. in, and really tracking them and seeing how well it really is yeah. or how well it does. Um, but I'm right there with you, man. I'd much rather crank it up to like a four, yeah. especially because like, I don't know, on the 24 to 105 or Canon, it looks best at like five, six. Yeah. Um, it gets a little soft at four, but it still looks really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. That's funny. Yeah, the Rokinon looks really good at two, eight, even though nice. it's a 1.4. Yeah. Um, but it's just really, really nice at two, eight all the way around. But I don't know. I gotta figure out what what the next lens purchase is, because I need well, I need like a second lens that's not the seventy to two hundred. Yeah. Was, we we were considering the twenty four to seventy the yeah. G Master, but man, I'm not trying to spend that much money. It's so expensive. I feel like when I bought that Sigma, now eight years ago, you know, at I bought it for seven hundred dollars. That's crazy. It's crazy. The comparison now, Sigma still makes a model at 7200 2.8, but it's like, it's, I want to say it's like $1,800 now. Yeah. I don't even understand that. Like, all of a sudden, just because everything got popular with 
photography and videography specifically now everyone's jacking up their prices yeah. or, or 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 are the lenses that much better i don't know i don't i don't think so i remember yeah. whenever i was talking to you about that lens in particular like yeah. we were just on the edge of buying a 70 to 200 yeah. and we ended up going i looked at that sigma yeah. And I was like, dang, this thing's expensive. Yep. But so was everything else. And I yeah. think we ended up getting a, a native lens, yeah. 72 to 100. And it's nice, but I'm not like... Did you get the 2.8 or the 4? Mm-mm, F4. Yeah, yeah. And for most cases, what we were using that for was like in a wedding particularly. Exactly. Like, I don't need anything to be out of focus or yeah. that much depth of field. Plus the low light on the Sonys doesn't... Yeah. You don't need to stop yeah. down that much. For sure. Um, I was listening to something, just uh, talking about lighting and like um, uh, depth of field and stuff like that. I was watching this video. I think his name is Paul Walbeck. I don't know. It's yeah, a full-time film, filmmaker familiar. or whatever. Yeah. He does a lot of, within. if he's doing slow-mo, let's say... <clears throat> um, 1080 at 60 or whatever they do on Canon because he likes the 1DX. Um, he uses shutter speed uh, a lot. Really? A lot more than what we would be comfortable with because, yeah. you know, for us, it's like double your frame rate and yeah. you lock it down. And, and But he's Don't like, it, yeah. he will roll it up, dude. Really? Um, and just to get depth of feeling, he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't see much of a difference, especially whenever I'm slowing stuff down in post. Hmm. Um, he's like, in interview segments, he would never do that. Yeah. But just in, so I was like, oh, that's very interesting. That is so, interesting. But I have been like messing with shutter speed a lot here recently. Yeah. Um, we did this wedding in Puerto Rico and um, we had a, the a next day like adventure kind of film mm -hmm. where we took the whole wedding party out and it was right off the beach and we had a water balloon fight and we also had a um you good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry so we had this water balloon fight and um and then like this the moment where everybody in the bridal party was able to uh, go out and just like basically play in the ocean. They're like having wow. a water fight. And so I was like, I was talking to Elaine in that moment. I was like, yo, let's change our shutter speed so we can get a little bit more aggressive motion out of it. And yeah. we did it and it was really, really cool and That's worth cool. it in that moment. Um, so, Yeah, it kind of like evokes just that panicky, almost... Um, born identity kind of vibe yeah yeah, for yeah sure. there's just a lot of motion for sure on. it's pretty cool but if you go too much then it starts yeah. to look like an 80s music video and <laughs> <laughs> nice what's wrong with that well i'm just kidding. nothing really <laughs> well cool man um have you seen any of the new apple stuff the new macbooks you know <clears throat> I, I think i talked to you a little bit oh well I don't know. I feel like this is one place where I'm lacking in that, mm -hmm. like, I got a good thing, a good setup going with yeah. my gear, so I don't really look at anything else. Um, so, but I hear it's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's fast. How do you like that format? Because you're, I don't have the newer MacBook Pros. I'm still rocking my old one, but like the keyboard and the whole touch bar thing, do you use the, are you okay with the keyboard? Man, I tell you what, like, um, so the whole touch thing, mm -hmm. the touch bar, 
it's it's nice and i use it sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i feel like know, that's what everyone says i use it sometimes yeah, yeah. and it it works and it's yeah. cool that it's per application so like final cut you're able to scrub through and i'm sure i could change it if i wanted to but do you I, don't know. Do, I just do you actually use it in final cut sometimes yeah okay whenever i remember it yeah exactly but the problem is is that i have my imac and we have elaine's older uh, macbook pro and so it doesn't have it so like yeah i'm we don't necessarily it's not my computer it's not her computer like so we're so variable as far as like what yeah. we're going to be using that day it depends on what project um i i'll tell you the one thing that bugs the mess out of me about this new keyboard is how loud it is okay i have been hearing that and hearing that and hearing that and i haven't experienced it like like jacob has one here in the office and whatnot but um the other day our our the school administrator was sitting next to me in a meeting and um he's got the he's got a brand spanking new one and oh my goodness i was like i kind of like looked over because like someone else was talking in the meeting and i was like wow that's loud like it's crazy loud yeah and i, yeah, I like it's... i almost started questioning my typing i'm like am i that loud when i type and then i started typing something i'm like nope nope not definitely not that loud no dude it was funny um i remember i was like um favoriting a um a project yeah and uh, I was going there, and I'm sitting in the office of the lane, and she like turns around. I was like, <laughs> "Can you?" T-? I was like, "She's like, are you oh writing it?" Uh, she's like, "Are you writing a nasty gram to somebody?" <laughs> she's like, and another thing, and I'm like, "No, I was actually just favoriting a film." Like it was funny. That's awesome. So that's my biggest complaint. Yeah, it's funny because I didn't, I didn't know how loud it was until. I think it was two weeks ago when I was in that meeting. I couldn't believe how loud it was. And it just feels weird to type, too, because it's like, yeah. you know, it's it, the attack. It's just, it's just loud. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I was thinking about getting one of those, like, silicone covers just to yeah. dampen it a little bit. I hate that we have to get, like, modifiers for Apple stuff now to make it work the way we yeah. want it. When things are so like intuitive before i just remember unpacking apple stuff and going man they really thought about this detail of how i pull this tab first and how the back comes off and then yeah. how the little indicator on the side would glow if the computer was on but asleep and it wasn't annoying and it wasn't obnoxious um you've seen our, our yeah. elemental encoder in here uh, like the, yeah, yeah. the green led light is like it's crazy like you can illuminate a set with that it's like it's ridiculous right um, but they thought about how the aluminum would just get tiny holes in it and mm-hmm. the light would glow through. And when it was off, it just looked like aluminum. There was nothing. It's right. crazy. And now, like, nope, no glowing Apple, loud keyboard, no usable ports. For sure. I'm like, I For don't, sure. Under- I don't yeah. understand where they're going. I remember the remember the MacBooks with the battery indicator. Yes. Like, you push the button and see how much battery life without having to open your laptop you know it's funny is that speaking of that uh battery illuminator thing so Mm -hmm. i had to bust out my old like macbook pro and this thing is a honker and you don't remember like how thick these things actually were yeah but um and i the only reason i hadn't turned it on in a long time is because i i don't know where my battery or my charger cable is yeah and so i had a friend over 
and she had <laughs> she still had hers and i was like goodness like yeah. what are you doing over there like, <laughs> um <clears throat> and uh the only reason i got on it was because i had this application called soundbite or something i don't know mm -hmm. but i had had an audio gig yeah and so i needed like an instant replay thing nice so i was using soundbite to you know you can you can assign it to different keys on your keyboard nice um which was really cool so i did this corporate audio thing for florida hospital and uh <laughs> it was funny but i had to i couldn't remember what that application was because it's yeah. been a long time since i used it so i had to like <laughs> crank this thing up man i was like and he's, it finally comes on. The battery's like kind of swollen. Like. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> That's too funny. I have a, um, I have a, and I, I don't know. My mother-in-law got this. I didn't even know Apple made 11-inch MacBook Airs. Do you remember mm. this? Mm -mm. It's an 11-inch MacBook Air. I thought they only made 13-inch MacBook Airs. Anyway, so she gives it to my wife. It's an iPad. <laughs> yeah, it's tiny. And the battery's dead. Like, it will not stay on one second. As soon as you unplug mm -hmm. power, boom, it's off. So I'm online trying to find it. And, of course, I'm searching for 13-inch MacBook Air. And I'm not finding the model. Like, I'm looking <laughs> for specific. And I'm like, oh, there's definitely. This is, I'm holding it in my hand. It exists. Yeah. And then I realized it was an 11-inch. I had no idea. Um, but I, I'm wondering when I open it if the battery's going to be swollen or whatever. Yeah. Or just burnt up. I don't know. <laughs> but not even one second. I unplugged the power cable and boom, it was off. Nothing. Man. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, it's it's funny how I feel like they had a better sense of, like, I don't want to say design because the new ones look pretty. But, like, functionality for things, like, I still love my MacBook Pro. Like, I have HDMI, and I have SD uh, SD card reader, and I have my 8-inch out, um, and my, you know, Thunderbolt 2, and my USB 3s, and I can just boom, 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 boom on a shoot. You know, take my SD card out, pop it in. I could, I've done this before where I just do that and do a green screen thing right there on set mm -hmm. and like here what do you think and everybody loves it kind of thing it's yeah crazy it is crazy and now you have to do more preparation like i have my little side dongle thingy yeah it's it's hard it's, it's pretty tough but that's why we keep elaine's computer it's still solid and i can just yeah plug in my sd cards and i don't know that we'll unless that thing really Dice. takes a dump on yeah. us i don't know that we'll get rid of it yeah i i I, I'm having a hard time, like if this thing dies on me, I'm, I'm gonna have a hard time moving to a newer one. Yeah. So, it's crazy. Anywho, so so we had the uh, we had the SSL guy here yesterday. Right. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, tell me about it. It it, it was cool. Um, it was the the new 100 series. It's very tiny desk. Um. It's like it's eight. It's like eight faders and like a, a master. Like <laughs> it's so mm. tiny, um, but it's it's really deep and whatnot. It's same software as the bigger consoles and whatnot. Really interesting. It's limited in the inputs and outputs. Yeah. Um, but it was a cool way of demoing it. You know, the, the reason he said the reason why they travel with that one is because well, number one, it's new, but number two, it fits in the back of a of a small SUV. 
um, which is pretty neat. Um, I haven't looked at the prices yet, but I'm assuming they're pretty much in line with the Yamahas and the Avids of the world, or are they astronomically higher? I think it's in line with Digico. Yeah. Um, well, did you make... hear about that acquisition? No. So the company that owns Digico purchased SSL in January. Interesting. Yeah. So now they're sister companies, but with a very healthy, still competitive thing going on. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because they're very much, I feel like, reaching out for that same market. The high-end audio, you know, either broadcast or professional, you know, live venue thing. And it's just yeah. like, it's interesting that one company is doing both platforms. You know, whenever we, um, and I say that we, like, whenever Jeff over at uh, Mosaic Church in Winter Garden, see how I nice, nice. podcasted that, um, yep. we... We demoed a to, lot. I have to bleep that out later. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, whenever we were doing demos and stuff like that, I mm -hmm. think the first demo we had was the Alan and Heath iLive stuff. Yeah. I remember you texting me that. <laughs> was not a fan. <laughs> About the color changes and all that uh, stuff. The, yeah. yeah. I was like, what is this, a Coldplay concert? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was not too stoked. Well, it wasn't too, I don't know. It just, it was what it was. I didn't get to hear it. So yeah. it could have changed my, actually I did get to hear it later on, Yeah. but that was my first experience with a demo for, uh, Mosaic and, and their new campus. But we got a, another demo in and, uh, I was like, Digico, Digico, Digico. I was like, you can't go wrong. Like yeah. it's going to sound great. And they put the SD9 up against that Allen and Heath, and it was great because our uh, worship leader, um, he was there at that moment just to, just to listen, just yeah. to hear things. And I was like, check this out. And I would unmute the SD9 and um, mute the Allen and Heath, the iLive, whatever it was. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, yeah. And I think we we're listening to like Toto or something. Nice. You know naturally yeah yeah and uh and then i made the switch over and we're going straight into a dmb rig and dude it was night and day it like wow. so much warmer than the allen and heath and yeah. uh, you could really hear that difference now it, would your congregation or your audience here i don't know that, that they would yeah for the price point um but I definitely did and our worship leader definitely did yeah so i thought we were definitely going digital Digico, yeah Digico on top of uh, DMB rig, and it was just going to be heaven, you yeah. know? And then I showed up, and Jeff got an SSL. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck happened, man? Yeah. And uh, I was like, we don't know anything about this, you know, and yeah. other than the name. And, yeah, the name is cool, but I'm pretty reserved on the on that side of Yeah, things, exactly. You know, like Names audio. like don't matter. You got to you gotta be tried and true you know yeah and uh so we got into this thing and you know we i mean opening up a new building like things are just nuts yep and you even you even came out on the, one yeah. of the nights and <laughs> oh it was a mess man and yeah i was doing front house that night or that weekend or opening weekend and i was just so like like underwhelmed 
with what was happening yeah. out of that console and not just the console, the PA, like we were ready yeah. to, to open Which up. Which is like, like most, I guess, uh, probably 90% of brand new church buildings are probably not ready to be open when yeah, they, when they sure. open. Yeah. I mean, it took us, it took us several, um, I would say months because we actually had a guy come out from DMB just mm-hmm. to tune the rig and, um, and really learning that console before I was like, finally at a point of like, okay, yeah, I feel comfortable. I know what this console can do. It's a brilliant console. It's super flexible. And, yeah. Um, it sounds great, but in our space where, you know, we're in this really natural, like vibe, like no carpet. Yep. Things growing out of the walls. surfaces. Yeah. Like it's, it gets really, it can get really shrill and, and bitey. And like, so you have to really tame it down. And once we had a guy come out and tune the rig, everything was like better and, and a lot more smooth. It's just, you know, you can really make that PA move, um, but it's still pretty bright with no carpet or. Yeah. Do you have that issue? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you do. The sound check sounds completely different than when people are in the room. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like sometimes I just give up in sound check. I'm like, I can't get rid of how harsh that is until people yeah. get in this room. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I I told one of our pastors, I was like, Yo, we need to start making those donuts a lot more fatter. <laughs> we need to get our people a little bit wider in, in Mosaic Church because we need funny. to soak up some of this energy yeah um but man i you know like there's so many i was trying to throw so much at it like i was trying to place blame on uh a lot of things as far as like um what why it was sounding the way it was yeah we knew the issue was treatment treatment of the room i think um and a lot of smaller variables um but there was one week I was probably pissed at the console and then one week I was pissed at the PA and then, <laughs> then I was trying to blame it on, you know, Sure's, you know, yeah, or Dante, Dante and stuff. digital yeah. stuff. So like I placed a lot and finally I got to the point where I was like, you know what, man, you've been doing this long enough. Like how about just suck it up and make it as best <laughs> as you can. Yeah. And then ever since then I started enjoying mixing there a lot. Cause in the beginning, man, I was, I was like, this is just not fun. Yeah. I'm having to do so much work, you know, where I can't even just sit in there and enjoy myself. Yeah. No, I, I know that feeling for sure. I just, like, for the longest I was blaming, and you, you've mixed in our room before, um, when there's spoken word and it's just somebody speaking, mm. like, that front wall, you know, where our side projectors are. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much energy coming back from that if you have the outfills on. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just... Oh, man, like I've thought about, man, I'm just gonna go and put a giant curtain up there, you know, or just like just do something crazy. But yeah, so so you it's, enjoy the SSL now? Yeah, I like I like the SSL in that it's new and that it's like I said, extremely flexible. I mean, we're making that yeah. thing like we're using it um, at That's this cool. point, especially with the um, um, like all the busing system and. Uh, the, um, I guess what you would call your oxens, but they they don't call them oxens. Yeah, I mean yeah. you have your the, oxens, uh, but what's it called? Um, wow, I forgot what it's called. Um, 
Uh, you know, it's early, and I yeah, don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. either. And I'm mixing tonight. <laughs> nice. So I got that going for me. Um, stems. They call them stems. Stems. Yeah. yeah. So the stems are super flexible yeah. in what all that you can do with it. And we're actually using um, um, the Clang Fabrique for our in-ears, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, Did you guys get the second unit yet? No. Okay. Uh, I think... Once we got after the building, everybody was just kind of like, okay, everyone, yeah, slow down. Exactly. Like, let's not spend so much money that, you know. <laughs> when the first power bill came in here, Pastor literally sent out a te- uh, an email and was like, if you could make, uh, if you can make your flyers uh, half the size and then just print one and cut, cut them in half, let's do that. <laughs> like, we're going to save every penny. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've kind of slowed down. Uh, we don't really see the need for it uh, immediately yeah. uh, to adjust that because um, for people listening, it's we have you know eight Clang Fabrics, which is their own personal monitoring system, and then um, everything else comes from front of house, which are just hardwired in ear packs. So yeah, we have four of those. I finally so, got our guys to like download the demo and kind of mess around with it for a little bit yeah and it's it's pretty cool they they uh, i got a text from one of our drummers um last night and just like man this is really neat if we went this route so now i'm kind of like thinking okay if we go that route how many do we need you know how are we going to do this how are we going to you know are we going to stick with maddie or we're going to go to dante how are we going to you know yeah it's a lot of little moving pieces what are we going to do in broadcast mix what are we going to do for the singers i am's you know yeah so it's i mean it's it's really nice as a front house engineer to not have to worry about whether people are going to have like enjoy themselves while they're singing or playing and yeah. stuff like that so they got they got to feel it if they feel good about it they're going to play better they're going to be mm-hmm. into it better and most of the time and it's cool because you know you can save your file we have it set up per band i guess if you will yeah um so like you'll have <laughs> somebody came up with the most ridiculous names one of the band names is the yellow yaks <laughs> uh so you, you like a yellow red blue band or whatever and yeah uh, so yellow yaks will pull up and it'll have everybody's everybody's mix already done all their panning already done That's just like cool. you would recall a scene but yeah yeah just it's nice man it works and uh we haven't you know in in the beginning we had issues just because you know firmware updates and console updates and a whole bunch of other things but my issue with dante you update one thing and the whole system's down yeah and i man the cool thing is well i would say it's cool dante has been the least of our issues oh really yeah and it's been super nice to integrate the ssl with dante and everything else is on dante like just really nice and we have a m32 in broadcast which it's on the dante network and and so our whole building is on dante so it's really nice and super flexible for us to be able to route anything anywhere and that's cool pull from anywhere and yeah um so interesting yeah we have dante now at well in our youth building and then in the red bug lake campus and uh it's pretty neat i like it yeah your video froze on me again oh geez that's all right i gotta wrap anyway dude thank you so much for uh joining me on this adventure 
Yeah, anytime, man. I uh, I really enjoy talking to people who are smarter than me. So <laughs> that's not true. I'll have to get somebody that's smarter. Hey, thanks for joining us on this first episode of the Noisy Pixels podcast. Uh, I'm really glad you, uh, you were able to listen through to the end. Uh, I'd like to thank Caleb Jimenez, a good friend of mine, uh, for being on on the podcast for the first time. Uh, If you like this podcast, uh, please uh, subscribe. uh, Hit us up with a comment. Uh, You can email me if you have any suggestions. uh, jperez at noisypixels.com. Thanks for listening to the Noisy Pixels podcast. See you next time.